Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 208. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Because we live in a world of overstimulation, it can be challenging to let ourselves just be. We've all heard the term mindful being thrown around, but what does being a mindful person mean? Greater awareness of our physical and mental self, as well as the world around us. Mindfulness, which has roots in Buddhism, is proven to have incredible benefits from decreased stress and greater productivity to disease prevention. And becoming a mindful person is fairly practical and something you can even do on a daily basis. So how can we become a mindful person? What are some things that we can do on a daily basis to be more mindful? Number one, don't multitask. Do not switch attention between multiple tasks. It's not good for our brain or our productivity. 
We need to perform one activity at a time. And I've said this before, only 2%, 2% of people in the world can multitask successfully. Research has shown that multitasking can actually decrease our productivity by up to 40% because we're not giving our full attention to one thing. Focus on what is critical. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't juggle having multiple goals or projects. That means that on specific tasks, we're not bouncing back and forth. We are specifically blocking time to focus on a single task at a time. It takes longer to complete each task if we try to handle more than one thing at a time. As soon as there's a setback or time constraint, it's easy to instinctively revert to multitasking. It's that desperate attempt to claw back time, but it only makes matters worse. This juggling act also makes it difficult to remember things. It increases stress. It lowers our efficiency, which means we're burning more fuel for the same result at best. Simple adjustments can help to keep our mind focused on the task at hand, such as turning off notifications, turning your phone upside down, installing free Chrome extensions such as Stay Focused or similar extensions that allow you to get into a zone and stay on task. Declutter the tabs you have open at once. Clean off your desk so your eyes don't wander. Set time blocks for specific tasks, meaning that you block off time on your calendar to focus on your most crucial task for the day. Number two, pause before reacting. So many people make this fatal mistake, jumping to react or respond in a timely manner and failing to pause before reacting. We so often have this this urge to react rather than slowing down to process and think through a wiser approach. Having habitual automatic reactions to difficult events is not a helpful way to respond. We need to choose a helpful response rather than reacting automatically. A great practice to deploy is something called a mindful pause. This creates a moment of pause between a stimulus and a response. This gives us the space to see a situation clearly and choose a response rather than automatically reacting with our ingrained patterns that may not serve us, those around us, or the situation. This puts us back in the driver's seat of choice. A wise saying attributed to psychologist and Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl captures it best. Between the stimulus and response there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Number three, watch your thoughts. It's critical that we are aware of our thought patterns. Being focused on the negatives is a normal human tendency. We've all been guilty of it at some point in our lives. But the danger with this mindset is that it prevents us from enjoying 
the positives, truly enjoying life. We need to learn to notice when we are holding on to a negative thought and find ways to refocus on kindness and gratitude. Most of the time, when we are smack dab in the middle of a stressful situation or before we are about to enter one, a shit ton of thoughts start rushing through our minds as if someone pulled a lever to lift the dam that was holding back all of these worst case scenario thoughts, those what if thoughts. And in that moment of those negative thoughts flowing and filling up our lake, we tend to become extremely overwhelmed, deflated, distracted, start to question our ability to push through. This is where we start to self-sabotage. This is clinically known as catastrophic thinking. So what are some things that we can do in the moment to break this cycle? What are some things that we can ask ourselves to pull in the life jacket of reality? Ask yourself these four questions. Is this likely to happen? This allows us to question the likelihood of these thoughts becoming a reality. Is this a rational thought? 99% of the time, these thoughts are irrational. They sound somewhat rational in the moment as our minds are grasping. Has this ever happened to me before? Most likely you've been presented with a similar, if not the exact same situation you are facing now, and you overcame it or surpassed it before, which means you'll likely do it again. What's the worst that can happen? Can I handle that? Whatever the honest answer is for the worst case scenario, you'll likely be able to handle it. Remind yourself of all that you faced before and overcame. A bonus question that you can ask yourself, am I going to allow this situation to steal my peace? And I love the power of this question because the answer is so obvious. This question allows us to capture the impact of allowing any stressful situation to eat away at us. These five questions allow us to be honest with ourselves. They allow reality to take over. They allow us to squash negative thoughts. They allow us to start flooding our mind with what's real, which crowds out those false thoughts. They snap us back into reality. They also allow us to boost our confidence in the moment, which means that we'll be able to address things with our best self. These stressful situations can trigger us to think that a problem is impossible to overcome. Now, there may be certain aspects of a problem that are impossible to solve, but I guarantee there are certain aspects that are solvable. And when we focus on the components of the problem that are solvable, we can highlight control, which means that we'll feel more confident which means that we'll be able to lower the level of stress, even opening more clarity to solve the problem on an even more efficient level. Number four, pay attention to your breathing. Breathing enables us to focus on the present. 
breathing can tell us a lot about our body's needs and help to shift our anxiety, stress level, help us to wake up, relax, and fall asleep. Our breathing is linked to a lot. The key is that we scan through our body during the day and notice when we are tense and hold our breath. When we focus on breathing, we bring ourselves back to the present moment. Breathing is also one of the best things that we can do to interrupt the cycle of anxiety. When we're anxious, we tend to breathe quick and shallow breaths. And in the course of doing so, we're sending signals to our brain which triggers that fight or flight behavior. Taking the opportunity to control our breathing and perform longer inhaling and exhaling allows us to interrupt that cycle, helping to reduce that anxiety. By doing so, we're tricking our brain, which therefore allows us to stay truly present and focus on the situation at hand. Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, that that sounds good, but is there a tool that can help to facilitate a productive breathing exercise? Because let's be honest, in these moments, it may be challenging to do these breathing exercises on your own. And the answer would be yes. I actually use an app called Breathwork. B-R-E-A-T-H-W-R-K. I've dropped this tool before, but it has been a game changer for me. What I like about this app is that it comes in a free version and a pro version. Even the free version is packed with value. When you sign up, you'll go through a quick quiz, which allows the app to align you with the right breathwork exercises, given your needs. And once you've signed up, you can search through a bunch of different breathing exercises. For specifically the calming category, they have a number of exercises from anxiety easing to panic button to clearing your mind. Most of these exercises are just one minute with a combination of controlled inhaling and exhaling. And let me tell you, the right breath work can mean a lot for our mind. I use this app for a few different things, waking up sometimes, giving my brain that extra boost when needed before I host interviews for this podcast, gives me the opportunity to clear my mind and become present. And lastly, during the evening, a way to ease my mind into a resting state. Number five, always be curious. It's critical that we bring this attitude with us throughout the day. Curiosity leads us to get back in touch with the wonders and possibilities of life. No matter how good we think we are at something, always look to learn more. We all can improve in every area of our life. That adventure that curiosity takes us on allows us to grow to expand what we thought was the edge of our continent by sailing through a new channel, allowing us to see a whole new portion of the world. Curiosity allows us to remove this behavior around taking things at face value, 
Always question, always look to understand why, always search for deeper understanding. Just as we frantically read through the pages of a really good book, the most impressive, the largest book is sitting right in front of us. Life. Make sure to walk through those pages, hunting for more, asking why. As children, we would ask why after almost everything. But as we age, our curiosity starts to fade. Make sure that you continually trigger that curiosity. If we are not learning, we are not growing. In a day and age where information is easier than ever to get, we should be taking advantage of it. Think about your parents, depending what age you are, your grandparents, your great-grandparents. They didn't walk around with a computer in their pocket that connected them to the world, that connected them to an unlimited database of information, unlimited ways to connect with someone halfway across the globe, unlimited resources to learn. We should all be so grateful and take advantage of that ability, that resource. Think about how less friction there is to learn how to change the oil on your car or fix your TV if it breaks or how to build a holder for your dog's food. All of these things, if we're curious enough, can be found online. They can be learned, in most cases, overnight. That was not the way the world worked 39 years ago. And look at how much there is to absorb, depending where you want to spend your time and what you want to learn. It's all there. Stay curious. Curiosity is one of the propellants of growth. Remember, our minds are a muscle. The more we exercise that muscle, the more it grows. Our home gym can pop right into our pockets. Make sure to get in your reps daily. Number six, don't get wrapped up in your emotions. We all have emotions, but sometimes we fail to recognize those emotions, to understand what they mean, what they are telling us, why they are appearing. Sometimes we have a tendency to run away from them, and doing so takes us away from the learning piece. It pushes us to judge ourselves, to turn to escapism. Our emotions are informational. They are only informational if we allow them to be. Here's a question that you can ask yourself when facing these emotions. What am I thinking or doing that's causing the painful feelings of anxiety or depression or guilt, shame, jealousy, anger, loneliness, or emptiness? And be honest with the answer. This allows us to address the root of the emotion and our reactions. It takes us on a journey to work through those feelings and emotions. Sometimes we are so quick to run in the opposite direction of them because they are painful, because they bring bad memories, because they expose quote-unquote weakness. But just like a good workout, the muscle starts growing after the pain. This process allows us to have a larger conversation with ourselves. These conversations invite us to know ourselves better. 
It allows us to love ourselves more because we're taking the time to connect with ourselves on a more intimate level rather than running away. Number seven, make peace with your imperfections. To be imperfect is to be human. Everyone has their own imperfections. If they didn't, life would be pretty damn boring and there would be little to differentiate us from the person to our left or right. We need to realize and understand that our so-called imperfections are not flaws. They are unique traits. Ones that allow us to walk a unique path. Ones that allow us to do certain things in a unique way. Ones that allow us to look through a different set of lenses than those around us. Ones that make us who we are. There's this really stupid idea that normal is good. Normal is not good. That's bullshit. First, who's the one that defines what normal is? Normal is subjective. To be normal is wanting to suffocate our unique traits. To be normal is not wanting to share our superpowers with the world. To be normal is suffocating our true self. To be normal is conforming to a mold that the world thinks is best. Remember, there is a reason as to why the delta of normal and those that are successful is so massive. Not accepting ourselves is a habit that suffocates the opportunity to lean into our authenticity and use our uniqueness to shimmy us closer to success. Accept yourself for who you are because that unique you is the only one in existence. Think about the material value of things that are one of one. They are worth a lot. Priceless. Now, take that same framework and apply it to yourself. That makes you incredibly valuable. Once we accept ourselves, the noise outside starts to become silent. We start to find core components around why we do certain things and address them at their core rather than chasing false issues and making excuses. This is where real change starts. Practice being in harmony with the wholeness of things. It avoids anxiety over our imperfections. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to become a mindful person. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening.
The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.